And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. The New York Jets have made history in 2019, and it's not the good history. They're the first team in NFL history to lose to two winless teams after both teams started 0-7. In the last three games, the New York Jets, their offense looked good, and we were starting to think, you know... Maybe Adam Gaze isn't all that bad. And then, of course, reality reminded us that Adam Gaze is a head coach that has failed in Miami, has seemingly forgot how to use a running back, and has now lost to two winless teams who are trying to lose to get the number one pick. Yesterday was as embarrassing as a loss as I can remember for the New York Jets. And while the Miami loss was bad... It was coming at a time where at least I could rationalize it a little bit, where the Jets' offense wasn't playing well, Darnold was still struggling to get back, they had just come off the game against New England, which took a lot out of them. There were reasons. But after this three-game winning streak, the offense looks great. And I get that this team has had a slew of injuries. I get that. But on paper, they're still a better team than the Bengals. I mean, the only silver lining I can take out yesterday was Darnold didn't have a turnover. That's the only thing I can think of. Now, he's banged up. Jamal Adams is hurt. Who knows what's going to happen with him. If I'm the Jets, I shut him down for the rest of the year. I I don't want to risk him getting injured anymore and having something that can linger the next season. But once again, this franchise is frustrating. It's frustrating to be a fan of because... Ownership just doesn't seem to get it. When Christopher Johnson made that ultimatum a month ago where he said Adam Gaze was going to be the head coach past the season, I know most fans groaned, and I groaned too, because saying, look, you're not even going to wait to the end of the season? And look, Johnson for the first three weeks, hey, looked okay. But here's the biggest problem I have with Adam Gase. It's not just the play calling. The problem with Adam Gase is his personality. He is the type of person that thinks he is smarter than the entire room and will let the whole room know it, but the room is questioning him. Adam Gase is one of those guys that tries to outsmart everyone, but the real question is, is he smart enough to outsmart people? Did you notice how the game plan changed yesterday? After three weeks where the offense was working, where they built it to Sam Darnold, a lot of Adam Gase's spread the entire field out, no running backs in the backfield, trying to throw it all over the yard again, and it didn't work. And yesterday was a game where I think Adam Gase got cocky, and he's like, you know what? I want to show these people. You know what? I am an offensive innovator. I helped Payne Manning. I'm going to make Sam Darnold look incredible, and it completely backfired. Le'Veon Bell, I want to remind people, had 12 touches yesterday against the league's worst run defense that's giving up an average of 170 yards. What you need about Adam Gase, you could sum up in a very simple sequence. Early in the first quarter, that second Jets drive, Ty Montgomery takes a carry up the middle for eight yards. It's second and two. And I'm thinking, all right, keep pounding away. Nope, we're going to go for a pass. Uh, All right, that's still short, still manageable. We'll, We'll run at them again. 
pass again and a sack. One of the biggest problems I had with the Adam Gase hiring was what was one of the biggest critiques of him in Miami was that he was petty toward players he didn't like. And it came out this offseason that he wasn't the behind the Le'Veon Bell signing. He would have rather not signed Bell. But even though you don't want to sign him, don't you think you should try to get him the football? It seems like Gase is almost going out of his way to not give Le'Veon Bell opportunities. It's almost to say, hey, look, I told you so. I told you we shouldn't have overpaid for a running back. I mean, come on. But you actually have to give him an opportunity and give him a chance. And let's be honest, this is not a good football team. This is a football team with a woeful offensive line. They couldn't get first downs when Sam Darnold was hurt. I get it. And Robbie Anderson keeps talking about how he wants to be a number one wide receiver. And I know that ball was slightly underthrown, but when it hits you in the hands with no coverage in the end zone, come on, man, you got to catch that. Braxton Berrios, do you want a job in the NFL? When the quarterback hits you perfectly in the hands, you got to catch it. And look, Darnold, to me, did, was not the issue yesterday. Darnold was sacked, constantly under pressure. Gase didn't give him a running game. And oh, by the way, his receivers seem to drop everything. So for everyone that wants to crush Darnold today, look, that team did not play well around him. And I know the front office doesn't want to fire a head coach the second in 12 months. I get that. And I get the ideology behind it. But we've also seen what happens when you stick with a coach too long. Pat Shermer, it's not working. Cleveland, Freddie Kitchens, it's not working after one year. They're going to get him out. You got to get the head coach right. And right now, I'm still not sold on Adam Gase. What in Adam Gase's past, outside of Peyton Manning, because Peyton Manning is great. I think we can all understand that. But what did he do in Miami that made you say, you know what, this is a good head coach? What has he done in New York that's instilled any confidence? Did you notice the team did better when Sam Darnold went into Adam Gase's office and said, hey, your offense, it's not working for me. We need to adjust. Then all of a sudden this week, they kind of went back to what the offense looked like more. Less rollouts for Darnold, less using the play action. Yesterday was another indictment on Adam Gase. And I know the fans will scream for him to be fired. And my thing is, I'm looking at the last four games for the Jets. That Steelers team looks really good with a really good defense. Do you really think they have any shot against the Ravens? I think a lot of Jet fans are just praying that that Thursday night game is close or by some miracle the Ravens are resting players or something because they don't want to get absolutely embarrassed. And Miami is playing a lot better. And I think the Jets... Fans are rightfully worried that they're going to lose to Miami. I mean, there really isn't a good game on the remaining schedule, including Buffalo, who's week 17. They could be resting players maybe, but they also might be fighting for a seed positioning in the postseason. I mean, it's not without the possibility that the Jets could finish, you know, with a record of 4-12, and 5-11 and maybe. It's not looking good, and if this season ends like that, no one's going to remember the three-game winning streak. No one's going to remember that stretch where they won games scoring over 30 points. No one's going to remember beating the Cowboys. They're going to just say, this team's awful. This team's worse than they were last year. They have regressed. And this offensive coach, this offense is not exactly good. 
The thing with a great coach is you make your team better and put your best players in a position to succeed. Gase did not do that with Sam Darnold yesterday. He took away what he does well. The Jets' best offensive player is Le'Veon Bell. Last week, the Jets had him play wide receiver. He had five catches. Why didn't they do that this week? They need to get him touches. And I know Gase is being petty and doesn't want to play him and wants to show I don't need Le'Veon Bell. Well, guess what? This offense needs some juice. Because as much as Robbie Anderson says he wants to be a number one receiver and wants to be paid like a number one receiver, he's not a number one wide receiver. Number one wide receivers make big plays. They're consistent. They catch the passes they're supposed to, and he hasn't done that this year. And this offensive line is horrible. Why are you having deep dropbacks for Darnold? He's got to get that ball out in two or three seconds. That's what Kyler Murray does with Cliff Kingsbury. They make sure, all right, you got that first read, you don't have it, take off or throw it away. So another embarrassing week for the New York Jets, and it's frustrating when you're a fan of this team, and you see that they have pieces on this team. They have some good building blocks, and against teams they should beat, they just don't show up, and that's an indictment on this head coach. And Christopher Johnson, I understand you want to give a vote of confidence. I understand you don't want to look like a dysfunctional organization by firing another head coach. But if this season bottoms out and these players quit on Gase and this team finishes 5-11, and you have to, have to at least consider a different head coach. If Jim Harbaugh becomes available, if a Lincoln Riley somehow becomes available, if one of these great coaches becomes available, take them. Heck, give Matt Rule a call. I think most Jet fans right now would rather see Matt Rule because they've seen what he's done at Baylor with a team that is not as talented as other teams in that conference and that they're in the conference championship. Give them an opportunity or at least consider it because I understand that there's a lot of first-time head coaches struggling in this league. I get that. But Freddie Kitchens is a first-time head coach. He's going to get fired, okay? There's going to be a lot of coaches that are first- and second-year coaches that get fired. I don't love it, but it's become the new norm in the NFL. And this is the thing with Adam Gase that you have to remember. He's not a first-time coach. He's been the head coach of a team before. And the thing with him was it started off great in Miami and then bottomed out. We could be looking at the bottom already. And I get that you want continuity, but if this team does not show up the last month of the season, strongly consider a new head coach and a new direction for this franchise. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You can always like and subscribe wherever podcasts are available on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and, of course, iHeartRadio. You can always check us out on social media and YouTube using the handle Rich Sports Talk. And if you'd like to get on the show or have any questions, email us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.